we will make this quick because we know your time is valuable. The Dairy Strong Conference is January 16th through the 18th in Green Bay, Wisconsin, a new location, and we'd love to see you there. You can learn more at dairystrong.org. You, your farm, your future, and most importantly, your time matter to us. Welcome to the Dairy Streamlit. Brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. The Dairy Streamlet is a compressed, high-level overview of a Dairy Stream episode. We focus on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. Artificial intelligence, a topic that has a lot of people in the agricultural industry curious. Our conversation today is with two dairy farmers, Nathan Brandt with Four Cubs Dairy and also Mitch Breinig with Mystic Valley Dairy. Both dairies have implemented AI on their farm and they talk about the process of implementing it and some of their experiences. If this topic interests you, I encourage you to listen to the full episode on November 29th. Mitch, could you start off by sharing when your farm implemented artificial intelligence? So we've, we've kind of done several different platforms. Um, we have a new one we've been trying here in the last four months as well. But before that, we were working actually with the University of Wisconsin and their Dairy Brain project hmm. and uh, getting that um, with the information all the one place because that's the big thing. And, and it really gets to be a challenge because, you know, you can have it working perfect today. And if one of the companies or programs that you're working with changes their format of their output, you know, then all of a sudden everything moves over the Excel spreadsheet one line and it doesn't absorb it right. Data has to be clean and good to make decisions on. And there's so much of it that you really have to, you know, part of the job of, of generating the data and analyzing the data is, you know, sort of giving it the check mark of approval, like, yes, this is good data. It's got all the data we need in it or saying, yeah, this doesn't really make sense. So. Once you have good data, then you can make decisions. Nathan, when did your farm implement AI on the farm? Well, well, with the robots, um, there have been some upgrades that, um, you know, AI is basically notifying us of cows that have uh, possible health events. And so we do have that. Um, but the bigger one we implemented here about four months ago, we installed a platform that is pulling all that data from dairy cop, from our feed software, the the robots, and we're able to make better decisions. You know, our, our goal as a dairy farmer is to keep things consistent on our operations and sorting through the noise of what goes on on a dairy farm and keeping things as consistent as possible, utilizing that AI information to basically let us know, was that change, did that align with where our goals are for the farm? And is it improving on the momentum of our production? Right. So, um, so yeah, just uh, four months ago, it's been fun to learn that and, and get that rolling. Mitch, what items are you tracking and how is AI helping? We've kind of really moved to energy corrected milk and really like to look at that. And in fact, we've kind of changed our dairy comp program to we really rank our cows on energy corrected milk rather than milk. And, and then we really track income over feed costs uh, closely and we're, we're able to do that because the we have all the correct prices in our team our tracker we know how much feed we fed we know how much milk we got and so we're able to look at that you know kind of on a real-time basis and as Nathan said you know you make a feed change and was it a positive you know 
energy corrected milk is important, but at the end of the day, income over feed costs is still probably the most important because that's how we're going to be a profitable farm. So, And Nathan, at Four Cubs Dairy, what items are you tracking and how is AI helping? So we're tracking, you know, the big, big items for profitability on a dairy farm, like Mitch said, is energy corrected milk, income over feed costs, feed efficiency, all these things kind of tie together to make a farm as profitable as possible. Um, so we're, we're analyzing those and always striving to keep building on that momentum and, and keep things consistent and trending towards our goals. That platform actually, like Mitch had said, we, we have advisors that can log in. We set game plans and goals of like, you know, we want to be at 110 pounds energy corrected and let's have that done by March. So what's going to get us there and set a game plan. And so setting goals and seeing what we need to do to get there and keeping it consistent, it helps and just kind of tracking it um, and having more eyes watching what we're doing, keeping us consistent helps. The other thing that we're tracking is we're tracking events, feed changes, like heat stress events. That was something I've never really been able to track in the past, like actually put a number on it. I learned a lot this summer on, you know, we can actually put a number on what kind of temperature humidity index it was and what the cows, what we saw from the cows, which in the past we'd see a decrease in production. You know, cows wouldn't eat it, get warm. Well, we can maybe now use that information going forward and where in the past I didn't, I couldn't put a number on heat stress, you know, what that day temperature wise, how can we project that in the future? So that was interesting to be able to capture, but overall, you know, we're, we're dairy farmers always striving to be more efficient and improve on what we're doing. That's just going to overall improve sustainability and profitability. So looking at energy corrected and those kind of things are where our mind needs to be. Both Nathan and Mitch gave more examples in the long version that you can listen to on November 29th. Nathan, can you give an example of a game changer experience that you witness with utilizing AI on the farm? So, um, you know, just talking on like rumination callers and activity, that's really been a game changer, I, I feel, for the industry. Those technologies, being able to utilize our time and look at the cows that we need to look at, and the rest of the cows, we're just letting be cows. We don't need to don't need to touch them, don't need to screw up their day, keep it consistent. And so we're utilizing our time, looking at the animals we need to look at, giving them the treatment they need, uh, whether maybe she needs a pedicure, she needs a little foot trimming, or yeah, maybe she came down with some other ailment. But I can see my herdsman when that data gets a little, little you know, messed up from time to time, or it's not reading right because something didn't transfer. God, that rumination data really comes in handy and takes a lot of time out of trying to find the cows that are need to be looked at. So it, it sorts through that data telling us who we need to spend our time with and, and we focus our time and effort there. And that's the main, I, I guess, one of the biggest things I've seen for sure. And what about at Mystic Valley? Nathan hit it perfectly. Like the less noise we have on our farm, everything seems to run smoother. And if you're you know, if you're running out of feed, if you got your dry matters not right, if you're doing all these other things um, wrong, it's going to show up in the data really quickly. And one of the things is on our collar program, they have a group consistency number now. And I kind of look at that every day. And if that number's under 10, it means like the average range of the rumination change on the cows is less than 10% across the entire herd. And I usually like that to be under five. Well, this weekend we just switched to high moisture, new high moisture corn, and we changed a bag. 
and my number 7.86 today. So there's a little noise going on, right? <laughs> and you can see it and you can, you know, I'm not necessarily going to react to that noise, but we know the noise is there and maybe we should have done a more gradual change from one to the other or something like that, where it can show you that, you know, abruptness maybe isn't the greatest strategy. Nathan, what challenges have you experienced with the artificial intelligence technology? Well, I would have to say it's it's learning how to use use that uh, platform and implementing what we're looking at with that information that it's it's uh, generating, and and overall building you know trying to figure out and building what we want to look at, what KPIs are most important for us, and so learning through what we want to look at the most and sorting through all that. So there there's so much so many different ways you can you can look at things and you don't really want to go down a rabbit hole that's not going to return <laughs> the right information you're looking for. And Mitch, challenges from your perspective? So, you know, a couple times if the technology goes down or we're not getting interfaces to work, you know, you start to rely on being able to see that data. And if you can't find it, you feel like, oh, shoot, I, I don't know what to do now, right? You know, because I'm not generating the data. And it's been usually pretty good uh, getting stuff uh, integrated back up and, and running. But we've had a couple times where like my milk recording thing went offline and there was something it wasn't sending data and we had to go in and it, like updated it upgraded the software or something and it it made a change the way it was sending the reports out. But kind of those simple things like that. And then, you know, more more or less funny haha, we've had a couple times where, you know, this has been a while, but God, this heifer isn't cycling. We haven't bred her yet. Oh, she don't have a collar on. We're so we're 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 so focused on we only look at it that way that you know if we didn't get a collar on her, we were like, oh yeah, I guess that's why she's not in heat. So, you know, you start to really rely on it, but that really shows, really, I think how successful it is too, because you don't spend a lot of time heat detecting or those kind of things anymore. Last question as we wrap up this dairy streamlet, Nathan, what's next for Four Cubs Dairy and its AI journey? It's definitely going to help us in the future, keeping things consistent and making sure I'm looking at, at the right things from a day-to-day -day management standpoint. And we're, we're going to keep building on um, making cows last longer um, and, and longevity. And I, I think the way we're going to do that is utilizing AI. You know, my goal for that next summer, I want to see if we can improve on handling those stress events, you know, heat stress and project. I, I want to see if we can with other management things in the barn, plus feed management stuff, how can we handle those heat stress events even better and make cows more comfortable and more productive? And so that's that's something I'm gonna definitely push push for in our future journey with AI is being able to project, say the weather is gonna be next, next week, we're looking heat index through the roof. What did we see in the past when we saw it hit that level and what do we need to do Let's have a strategy in place of what we need to do to combat that. And, you know, there's only so much you can do, but let's do everything we can to make our cows comfortable. So, um, and make sure that the feed's as consistent as possible during those events and all that. So um, that that's going to be a big opportunity for sure um, there. Mm -hmm. And Mitch, what about Mystic Valley? And our farm, you know, basically just really trying to get that consistency from day to day and week to week and month to month, just really honing in on all the stuff that it's giving us. 
And then in turn, you know, that turning into uh, us to be a profitable business, I always think that, you know, I'm a smaller dairy farm compared to some of the really big farms. And if I can manage at a higher level and, and you know, just be a little more on top of things, that's my difference in being able to be profitable and being able to compete with uh, dairies that have, you know, bigger large economies of scale and stuff that I have to compete against. So I just have to be better. I highly recommend that you listen to the full episode on November 29th. Mitch and Nathan both gave a lot of examples. It is a long episode. I will warn you of that, but it'll be worth your time. I appreciate your time always. I'm Joanna Guza for Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback, and if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.